Welcome to Is It My Time? This is for the person asking, is it too late to make a difference? Too late to make a change? Up to this point, a major part of your identity has been as John's wife, or Sarah's mom, or even that go-to person at work, the one you can get a job or a task to and they'll get it done, in the job description or not. But something's happened and there is now some time or space in your daily life. Time that allows you to hear that voice you've kept quiet, staying busy with everyone and everything else. The voice is asking, is this all there is? Is it too late to do something else? Be something else? Is there more to me or this life? We will answer those questions and more, but first we have to build a firm foundation. That is necessary to support anything you wish to build or establish. The most solid foundation out there is one built on truth, God's truth. He created you, He gifted you, and He has plans for you. Absorbing God's word and love for you will help establish that solid foundation. Grounding yourself in your identity in Christ will make you formidable and capable of achieving anything. Hello, my friends, and welcome back. As we alluded to last week, we're going to talk about a bit about spiritual warfare. Uh, it's talked about right here in our Bible. God and Satan are in conflict. Jesus told us that Satan was the prince of this world. He told us in chap John chapter 12, verse 31, now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. He also told us in John chapter 14, verse 30, I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me. But if you continue in 31, but he comes so that, he, so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come, now let us leave. And finally, in John chapter 16, verse 11, and about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Now, when Satan tempted Jesus in the desert, he, that Satan, offered to give all the authority that he had been given if he, Jesus, would only worship him. That is, Satan was going to give all the authority that Satan had in his possession to Jesus if Jesus would bow down and worship him. In that story, Jesus didn't challenge Satan's authority over the world. Instead, he quoted Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Later on in the Bible, Paul explains how Jesus won the war against Satan on the cross. In Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 through 15, he says, When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made it a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Now that was the NIV version. Let's look at the New Living Translation version, saying Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. This time, New Living Translation. You were dead because of your sins, and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. 
I think that version reads a little more plainly, don't you? But even though Jesus won the war, Satan still has influence in this fallen world while he and we are still here. Peter warns us in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We are also told in 1 John chapter 5, verse 19, We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. All of these scriptures clearly outline and detail the fact that we have spiritual warfare going on around us. There are several others that detail the powers and authorities of this world, uh, things unseen to our human eye or undetectable to our human nature. While that may be the case, that doesn't mean they don't exist. Now, I, for one, always do better with an example if it's an unfamiliar concept or something I'm uncomfortable with. So I've put together a resource list, um, just resources for spiritual warfare. There are works of fiction and nonfiction on it. Um, we'll start off with uh, works of fiction. Uh, Christian author C.S. Lewis, he wrote a book called The Screwtape Letters. This book highlights many subtle and crafty ways the devil can lead man into living at odds with scripture. Um, it is Victorian in language, uh, can be a difficult read. I do know it is available on audiobook. Uh, there are plays. Uh, acting it out if uh, watching it is more your thing. And in fact, um, in Dallas in August, there is going to be a, a play put on of the screw tape letters. So if reading is not your thing or audiobook is not your thing, but uh, live action play, look it up. I think you'll uh, enjoy watching it. But while it is fictional, it's quite instructional on how uh, spiritual warfare could work. A more modern read uh, on fictional spiritual warfare would be Frank Peretti. His book is called This Present Darkness. It's about a fictional college town that becomes a battleground between angels and demons for the soul of the people of Ashton. Uh, it, too, again, is a fiction work, but it is very easy to follow and see how the spiritual warfare could work. Now for a couple of nonfiction items. Um, first one is up by a Dr. Joel R. Beek. It's called Fighting Satan, Knowing His Weaknesses, Strategies, and Defeat. Dr. Beek has done an overview on the Bible's teaching on Satan, his goals, and his methods. He provides practical advice for fighting his deceptions. He's written it in such a way it could be done as a Bible study or a small group study. And finally, there is a work by John Owen, a Puritan author. But before we panic, it is a revised version. It's called The Spirit in the Church, but it is the July 2002 version. This is an updated version by Dr. R.J.K. Law. Um, he has um, done an abridged or an updated version that's going to ease the difficulty for the modern reader. Puritan writing is difficult uh, for our modern eyes to read. Um, so he has uh, made it much easier for us to digest the information. But... Um, Owen's main contention is that the power and work of the Holy Spirit through the church 
will equip today's Christians to know how to pray, meet, comfort, and support each other through difficulties and how to lead and teach while Christ is not present here on earth. All the things that we need to know to equip us to fight against Satan while Christ is not here. As we were told in scripture, Satan knows he's lost the war, but he will also continue prowling around and trying to deceive and lure those away from Christ before he returns. Believe me, I know we haven't even begun to scratch the surface of spiritual warfare, but I hope that this uh, episode has provided you some resources and tools in addition to your Bible that you will find useful on your journey down this particular road. As always, may your reading be fruitful and progressive. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Next time, we'll check in and see what progress we've made. I'll share a few of my favorite scriptures, and I'd love to share any you found helpful. You can share those in a review of this podcast or over in my podcast community on Facebook. I'll drop a link in the show notes. I'll read some of those reviews or posts and share about the scriptures you've written about. Until next time, happy reading.